the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Healthcare Now, paid for by Integrated Physician Network. This program is recorded to air at this time. Welcome to Healthcare Now with your hosts, Larry Jones and Dr. Mark Shayat. Want to become an educated healthcare consumer? Then join our discussion about all things healthcare and understand how to navigate our complex U.S. healthcare system. Now, let's join our hosts in the Healthcare Now studios. Welcome to Healthcare Now. This is Dr. Mark. I'm here with Larry Jones. Yeah. Uh, I, had, I had a week off. Welcome I wasn't back. here last week. Hey, thanks. We missed thanks. you last week, Dr. Mark. I heard you had a great show. We did. April Peterson, our director of network. Yep. From our organization Absolutely. was my co-host last week. Yep, she's great. And we talked about a lot of things, but we one of the big things is what's the status of physicians today? What are the important issues that they deal with right, day right. in and day out? And that was quite a conversation, Dr. Mark. I bet. You know, and I yeah. apologize because I had intended to listen, but mm-hmm. I, I'm a very bad partner here, and I thought <laughs> – Gee, did it happen? I didn't yeah. know. I didn't know. So, so I'll go back yeah. and listen to that. But yeah, well, you can fill me in, and sure. you know, we can talk a little bit about that to start yeah. off. Well, it's on the podcast now. And, yes, it's you dropped know, a podcast. We, we yep. talked about what's causing practice costs to increase forty percent over the last five years, right? And what are the big issues uh, physicians are dealing with? And we also talked a little bit about that physician-patient relationship, which yeah. you know so much about, Doctor Mark. Yeah, you know, it was interesting. Just yesterday, one of my uh, faculty members who was in private practice came over, kind of took me aside and said, you know, I don't want to be, you know, the big downer here. He says, but I just don't know how we can put up with all these things and stay in private practice. And he kind of went over a lot of the details. And I try to give him the counterpoints because I don't think you and I believe that the gig is up. Oh, absolutely um, not. And and the grass is clearly not greener on the other side of the street. And so I think uh, it it just comes down to different organizations and networks that support the model of private practice. And private practice really, really aligns so much better than any other model for that I need to go see – my caretaker, yep. Yep. and I, and I need to have this longitudinal relationship with, yep. and you're just not going to see that. And I think one of the things that's so frustrating is we we spend hours and hours on this po- on this radio show and podcast yep. discussing these new trends, yes. and all of these trends are moving away from that relationship. They are, they are, and I think that's crucial. Yep. It is, and I think it's th- that's probably the biggest point. Is is you know they can use a lot of excuses of economy and uh, profits here and there, but the reality is, I don't think anybody believes that you're going to improve someone's healthy life by not having that relationship. That's right. You know, and you can turn medicine into a corporate business. Exactly. That's I, really I mean, the issue. Exactly, and I, I don't yeah. think there's not there's not like a uh, you know it, we're we're not environmentally unfriendly being in private practice, so yeah. we don't need to be yeah. the new electric car and, and go the other other direction. Yeah. You know, there's there's just not a reason yeah. for the change except for the the yeah. vulnerability of this group exactly. because quite frankly we're not a group. 
Right. We're individuals. It's all the I and independent means a lot. Exactly. In an IPA, an yeah, independent yeah. physician association. And, and, you know, to be fair, I, I'm not blind to recognize that there are a lot of powers that be that would be just very happy to push us out. Oh, yeah. And, and make, well, make us no longer. There's a lot of people have tried to push us out, and yet we're a thousand physicians strong in 14 counties in Florida. Oh, sure. And I think the important thing is today, you know, a few years ago, we were seeing a lot of docs bail out right. and join the hospital. Right. That is almost non-existent now, Dr. Mark. No. So, well, and, and we've talked about this. There's cycles, right? Yep. And I yep. think, you know, we get to some deep point in the cycle where this isn't going to work, and then it does all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. And and the, the problem, Larry, that we have is we, as the independent practicing physician, we're never driving the boat. That's right. And That's when right. the cycle changes, it's because corporate yep. is still driving the boat and they make the decision that, you know, yep. things are better with the private yep. practice model yep. and, and they're going to support it more. But each time they, they support it more, but not as much as they did yeah. the previous cycle. Right. Well, you know, I mean, you can go back to the financial side of that with $4.5 trillion in healthcare last year, $1.3 trillion of that was spent in the hospital. Wow. 30%. 30%, yep. 30%. And there's always the focus yep. of, man, going to the doctor is so expensive. Oh, yeah. And it's not the doctor, right? It's the hospital. It's, the, it's all it's the all facility the fees and yep. all that. But, you know, the other thing, April and I talked last week about what what's the trending back to independent physicians. And we got into, you know, is it health systems, private equity? You got Walgreens, CVS, Walmart, Amazon, you know, even, even telehealth. But, you know, this past week, did you see that Walgreens announced that they are closing all their yep. Village MD clinics? Yep, already. 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 And that's only been, what, 18 months, yes. two years? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I remember driving by yeah. the Village, one of their clinics. Breaking taking, news. I was, at a, yeah. I was at a stoplight, I think, uh, in Chiliota. Were they and, taking the sign off the no, wall? No, no. This was this was eighteen months ago <laughs> oh, okay. when I saw it. Yeah, I am yeah, at the stoplight. Yeah, yeah. I I took a picture of it and I sent it to you. Yep. And I was I like, remember and, that, and that yeah. because we had heard about it, but we hadn't seen one hadn't in seen Florida one yet. in Orlando. And there you were. Yep. And I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go drive out there again go and see if it's and gone. See if they took the sign off the wall. I mean, it's incredible. Did it they is. really? They didn't give a lot of details other than they were just doing it. it just said that uh, financially, it didn't make sense for Walgreens, and and well, actually, they it could didn't have make asked. sense for Village MD as yeah. what it was. They could have asked you and I. We'd have told them in a minute. Oh, and yeah. we did. Yeah. We did. Yeah, we did tell them. You know? Yep. No, yeah. that's that's really interesting. Yeah. And, you know, one of the other things we talked about last week with April, and I really urge our, it was the February 15th, it's now right. a national podcast, mm-hmm. our show, is what's not only that, what do patients need to understand in their physician relationships, and how do you, what's the best way to choose a physician for your needs? You know, that, that's good. What did she, what did I ha- what yeah. you have to say? Because that's a great question yeah. and, and something that, that well it goes are, back to what you just it. said earlier dr mm-hmm. mark the independent physician try getting an appointment with a hospital owned physician right well i can You're tell two, you three months out i can tell you yeah. one of the physicians that i like to refer people to for primary care is currently hospital owned yeah and when they started their practice they were building a practice that you know it's a mm-hmm. it's a there's a vacuum there sure and then after a few years i would get a call back like well I can't see them for another X number of months, but they have a, a new physician extender. And I was right. like, well, go see them and see. And it's gone hot and cold. It just yep. depends on what the turnover is. Yep. And I'm a huge supporter of PAs and nurse practitioners. Yes. You know this. I of mean, course. I, and, and it's still interesting to me that it's really about the individual. Yep. It's not about 
the degree, yeah. right? And that individual, be they a PA or a nurse practitioner, developing that relationship with yeah. the patient is yeah. every bit is good. Yeah. But here's a question I have. What's the turnover rate? As you go from physician to provider yep. in a yep. in a big corporate group, yep. what's the turnover going to be? Well, you know, let me let me give you a personal example. Mm-hmm. I know you like PAs and nurse practitioners. If you remember, I've got a dancer in the family, one right. of my granddaughters, yep. high level national, national competition competitor, yep. competitor mm-hmm. big time, mm-hmm. and she was having some hip problems. You sent her to one of the orthos here in town who happened to be aligned with one of the health systems. Because sure, there's not, not as many that yeah. aren't. Yeah, the yeah. main person that she saw was his nurse practitioner. Right. She kept going back and loved this nurse practitioner awesome. ortho. And guess what happened? The she nurse moved. practitioner she left moved. the practice. Uh, yeah. yeah. And that's tough. Yeah. And, and again, and, and she didn't even have a relationship with the physician. No, no, yeah. no, no. They're, yeah. they're just, yeah. yeah. Well, but, but the grass, again, can be greener. And if you have the individual personality that you're going to connect with your your patients, yep. you're, you are yeah. a valuable, oh. valuable commodity. This, this and, gal but, was great. But you're not going to want to put up with a lot of the stuff That's right. that you got to put up with in, right. in corporate medicine. Yep. So you're going to start to develop a certain scenario. of There's certain specialties that really lean themselves into that corporate ownership. Yes. And I got to tell you that orthopedics is another one. Right. Yeah. Well, big so well, ortho well, is a ortho is a big one yep. because yep. they're so surgery heavy and so yep. so lab and right. X ray and all that heavy. Yep. So that that has been, and we've seen big big groups get yep. absorbed right? right here in Orlando. Right. Yep. So when you look at things like OB, you bring up, but there's an OB model out there that has realized the same thing that internal medicine realized decades ago is that if I'm going to run a busy practice and I'm going to be in my office seeing patients. I can't respond in a heart heartbeat yep. to it to the and have to say, hey, I got to go deliver this child. So now That's there's right. that hospitalist version of OBGYN game changer, yep. not necessarily great, right. but it came at a time where the other big challenge for OB was malpractice insurance. Yes, so well, that was what drove them in, but right. the sovereign immunity rule. Right, so yeah. so you've got a lot of, lot of different powers at play yeah. and and. And, and Larry, that kind of brings us to a really important point. There's no one perfect answer here. That's right. And I hope that I hope that we present that when we when we have our shows here, yeah. because we're not saying that this is that there are no good physicians oh, that are employed. Exactly. I mean, because oh, I, as you just pointed out, at all. Yeah. Just pointed out, I sent you to a specific yeah. place because yeah. I knew what the problem was. He, and, in fact, the physician actually had a daughter that was a dancer. Off, off. That's great. And that's how you yeah, sent right, him right, to right. me. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So he understood the whole concept exactly. of high level competition right. dancing. So for that particular physician, it's yeah. going to take a lot to get back into private practice. Yeah. And so that may that may never happen. But when you're going to, there's going to be that challenge of them relying on PAs and nurse practitioners and high turnover. That's going to mm-hmm. hurt those practices. Right. Whereas I'm hoping that the, you know, I would give me a full tie a bow on the story if you told me mm-hmm. the nurse practitioner was now working in a, in private practice because yeah. that would make perfect sense. I, I can't tell you yeah. that because I don't know. No, no, but, I know. Uh, you know, I know. Hey, yeah. nobody's nobody's just today. Me. I got a call from a very large primary care group in Sarasota, Bradenton. Yep. Wanting to join our group, right? Just this morning, I got the call. Interesting. So I've got to call them back this afternoon. But uh, well, but the, these groups have to look for ways to make their practices appropriately financially manage yep. Their, yep. their patient care. Mm-hmm. And and we've had people on the show 
that that bring products to these doctors yep. that work through the insurance and their Medicare and that make make it all work out that can download some of that administrative duties. Right. So one I'll tell you one of the mm-hmm. things that this this doctor talked to me about about, you know, primary he yep. goes, you know, these insurance companies are just killing us. Oh yeah. We're not we're not collecting, we're not this, we're not that. Right. So I, he's like, I just gotta believe that they wouldn't treat the big conglomerates like that. And I said, No, 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 no. <laughs> That's not how that works. The concern is It's is actually if, the opposite. It is. It is. <laughs> because right. they have a different negotiation right. deal they have two sides of the coin that's right. and the physician reimbursement is not the side of the coin that's, that's the right. big dollar that's right so i was like no i said you look at and i, I mentioned and a, you're talking high dollar claims yes i mean yeah, so, so i mentioned yeah. a big group that was employed mm-hmm. and that sat down and were basically told by their employee group that hey you know you guys aren't pulling your weight and they sat down and they said no 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 you're not collecting for all the work that we're doing and th- this this person that had come to me, his eyes got big because yeah. he's like yeah. he hadn't thought about that. Right, and it it's hard. No, no doubt it's hard. Yeah. But if we have groups that uh, you know are going to be able to to help the physician manage some of these things, yeah. we're going to be more motivated to make sure the details match up. Yeah. And that yeah. it gets done Absolutely. when you're when you're in this giant <clears throat> corporation. You know, you, you just assume somebody else is doing it. You don't yep. even know if they're doing it right. And quite frankly, there's That's nobody right. really watching out for that. Exactly. I say You're nobody. Much, I'm, I'm overstating a little yeah. bit, but but comparatively. We yeah, we watch we, out for it. We watch out for yeah. it. Some of the groups that have come in here yep. that have, have products and services yep. sure. that say, listen, we're going to speak in your place. You're going to connect us. You know, you are valuable because you have the patience. Yep. And, and we know that we're not going to charge you for our services because our services are already paid for. Exactly. And those groups and groups like ours with yeah. value-based care are really going to be the answer yeah. to see private private practice continue. Right. And, you know, you hit on you hit on something there, too, is how are insurance companies impacting physicians today? And not only what are the biggest challenges in medicine today, how is value-based care affecting physicians? And what's the benefit to value-based care? We'll talk about that when we come back. We'll be right back. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. Navigate the healthcare process like never before. It's Healthcare Now with Dr. Mark and Larry Jones. Join us at 7 o'clock Thursday evenings for a great discussion on all things healthcare. Healthcare Now, Thursday nights at 7, and now Healthcare Now Extra, Saturdays at 11 a.m., only here on The Answer. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. You found Dr. Mark and Larry Jones in the Healthcare Now studios. Larry, I got I, I totally forgot. Today? What what is today? Today is National Walk Your Dog Day. We're going to name this segment Walk Your Dog. I don't I'm have so a dog, excited. Dr. Mark. I have two. I know you, you do. You can come over and walk them. My kids in fact, you can go them walk them right three. now. Oh, do you? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We had dogs for 25 years, but my wife and I are never home. Right. So it's difficult, you know, to have a you dog. You just got to teach the dogs home. to answer the phone and, and do chores, you know? Oh, no, wait. Those are the kids. Sorry. That's those right, are the kids. Right. Not dogs. Not. But it is National Walk Your Dog Day. And let's talk about that for just yeah, a minute. Yeah. I mean, it sounds funny and silly, People but the reality is. love yes. their pets, Dr. Oh, Mark. Oh, man. They invest in their pets just like they do their children. They become part of the family. Oh, no doubt. Why I is mean, that, Dr. Mark? Well, I mean, animals 
and and being able to care for an, an animal is a a very human trait and desire mm-hmm. and when it, it doesn't always go well, but it always goes somewhere. Right. And so, I mean, it's it's definitely shown that that like pet therapy, mm-hmm. huge, huge, huge. I mean, absolutely, yep. lots of great data yep. on how important it is to decrease loneliness. We're going to talk about that tonight. Yes, sometime. we are in just and, a little bit. And you know, so sometimes that 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 creature that you're caring for, and we don't want to be just specific on dogs, although, you know, I'm more of a dog person than Cats, a cat person. birds, anybody. Yeah, anybody. You know, yeah. you know, quite frankly, you know, we get we, all these emotional support pets. They, right. there've been There have been peacocks and lizards pigs. and snakes and pigs. Yeah, so so it is whatever the person yeah. wants it to be. Can you imagine it can be having very a support animal as a snake? Oh, it's it's there. It's there. You, That's you can, insane. You can look it up. Yeah. You can look it up. It's out there. Yeah. No wonder they're lonely. <laughs> but but walking your dog day, I like yep. because mm-hmm. number one, the idea of caring for a pet right. and being cared right. for, you know, right. by a pet, yep. and getting outside, yep. getting outside, yep. and taking a walk, yep. right? Absolutely. And, and so it is. It, it's it's got its. If my wife's listening, she's just laughing because she knows the one thing. One of my dogs, I just can't stand walking. The other one's okay, right? Yeah. So they yep. they have their quirks and whatnot, but uh, yep. but. For for many people out there, that's super important. So yeah. uh, if you got a dog, walk your dog today. Absolutely, and you know, let's drive that into. Um, you mentioned loneliness. Yeah, you you you, had you know, and, and we that, mentioned yeah. pets. You know, the Global in- Initiative on Loneliness and Connection, which is a group organization around the world working to address loneliness. Doctor Mark, it's estimated that fifty fifty percent of the people in America at some point in time experience loneliness. Yeah, which really doesn't surprise you, right? Because no. we, we're, you know, we're in a busy society that's become less family-based. And the pandemic didn't help either. No, the pandemic yep. pushed things to, a, it, to an extreme. It did. it did. And, you know, but we, we definitely see that loneliness, which can relate to depression, yep. um, is yep. is been on the rise. But, yep. but it's just the way that our community works now, Yep. I mean, the fact yep. that we have worldwide travelability changes the fact that where you're going to live, you know, yep. what, what's your, yep. co- your community, yep. Yep. your community used to just be your family, sure. right? Sure. And so, yeah, that's where we are. So yep. we can, we can pine about how the good old days were the good old days. I mean, they're obviously before my time, but you know, I, nobody's going to turn around and go backwards and give away, give away all the freedoms we have in life by being able to live in so many places. That's right. So how do we address it? Yeah. And the first thing we have to do to address it is recognize that it's an issue. That's right. And the the global initiative uh, connection indicated that being socially connected is recognized as a fundamental human need, Dr. Mark. It is. And and you'll have people out there that say, yeah, you know, I don't really need that. And then you're know, the flip side of people who get very anxious with that. Yeah. But part of that is lack of exposure, right? right? So not being exposed during during important times of right. development in your life. If you don't create that bonding need, mm-hmm. you might find a way to isolate yourself. Yep. But when you look at folks who are isolated and will tell you, no, I'm yeah. happy isolated, yeah. healthcare outcomes aren't as That's good. Right. I mean, again, a lot of data yeah. out there that supports that you need to surround yourself by yeah. the right people and, and – yeah. Well, you're right. It's about people of all ages. It's not any. It's nope. not any sex. It's not any age group. It's people of all ages battle loneliness. And again, yep. we talked about the pandemic that didn't help. But Surgeon General Vivek Murphy last love, year yeah, yeah. declared loneliness an epidemic, which is interesting. You know I mean, yep. it, and it's that's good. That's good. Yep. I, I can yep. I can support that for sure. Yeah, U.S. Surgeon General yep. declared loneliness as an as an epidemic. And I and I wonder, you know, you have to come up with 
tying in to mental health, the things that we're going to do yep. to identify yep. you know, how we can help that. Yep. And there, there's, a, there's a lot out there. There's a lot of, lot of support. And, and I think that yep. initially we talked about this lot, a lot in the last year that addressing one's mental health has become much more openly discussed yep. um, post-pandemic. Without a doubt. And yep. so th- those are all very good things. Yep. And I feel like the loneliness angle mm-hmm. is something that's been around a long time because if you just said, hey, come talk yep. to me if you feel down and down and out yeah. or depressed, yeah. that pushes people away. Whereas, yeah, yeah you know, I could be a yeah. little lonely and yeah. kind of develop it from there. Yeah. So, you know, what do you do? You know, when is it important? But there, you can... You 22% can, of America, Dr. Mark, live alone. 22% live alone. 22% mm-hmm. live alone. Right. and, and in, That's a big number. And in, in big cities. That's and, 70 and, and, million people in America live alone. Yeah. That's a lot, that's a lot of folks. That's a lot of people. Yeah. And, you know, we talk about you have to take the initiative. Mm-hmm. Well, you really do. Yeah. But, you know, who do you contact and who do you call? And you mentioned that earlier. Let me throw out a few things that uh, I put down on this program. Okay. You know, what is, what is the mental health initiative hotline? The mental health hotline is a free, confidential, 24-hour hotline for anyone struggling with depression, loneliness, anxiety, or any kind of mental health crisis. Mm -hmm. And you can get that. Just type in National Mental Health Hotline. Yep. And let me point out that you don't have to be completely alone to be lonely. Absolutely. You can be in a new situation. Look at college students. Yep. Right? College students leaving their families, going, living, and they have new friends or new acquaintances, but they can still find times when they're extremely lonely. Yes. So most college campuses also have hotlines like yep. that where it can be as simple as that. It can be as That's simple right. as I just want right. to talk to somebody. Really Excellent. important. Well, you know, the, one of the big things there is who do you contact? Well, number one, contact your physician. Yes. Yes. You, know, you just mentioned yep. you, you're very aware of that situation. I, I would I would be surprised if your primary care <clears throat> physician didn't know exactly what you were yep. going yep. with. If you just said, you know, I'm just feeling lonely. That's going to start yeah. a conversation. Absolutely. Because we know for a fact that that's going to impact your health going yeah. forward. Yeah. Local churches, mm-hmm. they have outreach programs sure. for people all the time, all ages, neighbors, friends, your insurance provider. Always has a mental health hotline. Absolutely. That you can reach. Uh, Community crisis lines. We've got them, you know, every 13 seconds in this country, there's a suicide, Dr. Mark. Right. That's incredible. And and it is, it's a timing issue because there are accesses that things like the 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 veterans society work well, you know, there are veterans, veterans hotlines, hotlines for this very specific thing and, and so there are hotline you can't throw a stick and not find a hotline that's right yet that's people right. don't call them because you know it's it's really important to catch yourself on the early end of this because you can convince yourself that you're beyond help when you're not beyond help exactly and so the, i think that's that's really the the early thought of i need to talk to somebody yeah and, you know, and again, you know, many decades ago, people talked to you, you know, and, right. and so, so now this is putting the owner, owners on, on yourself. But so it, it is a challenge. I yeah. can see and that. many years ago, you were more, I think people were more um, involved with their neighbors than they are today. Yep. Now they just fight with them. No. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I know neighbors on each side of me. Right. Across the street, down the street. I couldn't tell you who those neighbors are. Yeah. And we've lived there for 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. And that's sad. It is. It is a sad, it it is a sad state. And, and part of the creation of this, this overall loneliness, because like you say, you used to, 
I mean, you couldn't find time alone. I bet you know, and, and if yeah, you lived, you, exactly. you could live in live in a, a fairly small town. But when everybody knows everybody, and you always have, well, right. everybody knows everybody's right. business. Yep. Well, you know, there's something to that. But right. there are also people looking out for you, and exactly. and that's that's really what what we're we're missing so often today. Yep. And it is our society, and it's not you know just not the U.S. Right? It's it's a worldwide issue. And how we address it is extremely important. Yep. We can't. I think we're finally recognizing it yep. um, as as a legitimate. You know, we need to we need to work on this. Yep. But I don't know if if we're doing a good enough job addressing it. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the stats that came out last week when April and I were talking, Americans spend fifty percent less on primary care physicians than most other uh, mature yeah. nations, Doctor Mark. So that so Amer- that yeah so Americans spend okay I'm listening fifty percent so. less on primary care huh. than other nations that are mature. So what so the other nations are spending more time seeing their primary care doctor as opposed to opposed going to, to that next level specialist. That's right. Interesting. That's right. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was interesting. That is that is, I and mean, we there's a lot <clears> of uh, interesting differences in, in medical models throughout the world, but uh, but that is that's that's a, yeah. that's a that's a that's a sweeping statement there. Yeah. Well, you know, let's go back to kind of close this out on loneliness. You have to take the initiative, talk to someone. Yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, really it, is, it in a it nutshell. Is. And and I, yeah. I think you you'd be hard pressed to find that you, you wouldn't find many people you can reach out to. Yeah. yeah. Um and, and I, I'm sure it feels pretty odd to reach out to a stranger. Right. But when that stranger's on the other side of the line waiting to talk to somebody exactly like you, yep. that should give you a little little solace and exactly. hope, right? So, exactly. but that that is that's a that's a that's a good message, yeah. and, it, and it all started from National Walk Your Dog Day. That's right. So we can we can thank <laughs> that discussion. We can thank the canines. Yeah. Well, you know, yep. we we survey our patients on every time we have a care management patient contact with social determinants of health. Sure. And one of those pieces is: Are you lonely? Yep. Are you dealing with a situation of isolation mm-hmm. and, and uh, you know, food insecurity, right. transportation, uh, you don't have any um, caught, uh, financial burdens, right. all right. of it. Yeah, you know, it's interesting it's that that interaction has become paramount to not just, you know, when you go see your physician, but even uh, there's, there's a, I think I've told you about this application for, it's like a physical therapy connection application that that mm-hmm. that many insurances will pay for it's an app yep but it's live you can have uh live communication yeah. it's interaction be t- interaction yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah. every i i don't know if it's once every two weeks but every period of time or every number of visits it goes through a shortened version of that okay. to say you know how many times in the last six weeks have you felt sad yeah how many and so mm-hmm. so interestingly you know those are reimbursable yes practices right Absolutely. so so those are things that a lot of healthcare systems because the it's so important the the insurance companies recognize that hey we need to pay for this because if yep. we can yep. get early intervention yep. we're not only going to save lives yep. we'll save dollars yep. and you know fortunately sometimes those things line up yep. right Absolutely. and when they line up we get really neat things like that but i but in the last 5 years the number of times I've seen that pop up in places yeah. you might not expect it is encouraging. Yeah. But I hope it doesn't start to get mundane. Yeah. I hope the people don't say, oh, not this again. Yeah. Well, because, we actually you know. work with a company called Precise Behavioral. Uh-huh. It used to be called Rose Health mm-hmm. out of Jacksonville. And they have that very app you're talking about. And we have referred hundreds of patients into this program to take the burden off the primary care doctor who really doesn't want to deal with it and doesn't have the ability to deal with it. 
or or as we said earlier, you know, if you just can't not walk into the, one of these situations, you know, right. maybe you're going right. to pick up the phone or, or in this case, you know, send in a text and get a warning. Right. Well, well good, good idea. Go walk your dog. Good conversation. We'll have to work on these uh, national problems the next time. Yeah, and take an initiative to talk to someone, Dr. Mark. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. Navigate the healthcare process like never before. It's Healthcare Now with Dr. Mark and Larry Jones. Join us at 7 o'clock Thursday evenings for a great discussion on all things healthcare. Healthcare Now, Thursday nights at 7, and now Healthcare Now Extra, Saturdays at 11 a.m., only here on The Answer. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. Welcome to Healthcare Now. You found Dr. Mark and Larry Jones in the Healthcare Now studios, and we've got another great show we're going to pick up on, Larry. You had some ideas you wanted to jump right in on? Yeah, you know, Americans are carrying at least $220 billion, Dr. Mark, in medical debts, ranging from $250 to well over $10,000 in debt. And about 20 million Americans who have unpaid medical bills totaling over $250, 5 million owe debt between 2000 and 5000 and another 3 million owe more than $10,000 in medical debt, Dr. Mark. I mean, it's not surprising. I don't you, mean to if, be a downer you, today, yeah, right. but yeah. these numbers are staggering. They're, they really are. And, you, you know, you look at... It's it's not surprising knowing some of the things we've talked about, how a simple, not a simple, Absolutely. but a, an emergency visit yeah. may end up costing, you know, tens yeah. of thousands of dollars. Yeah. And if you don't have insurance, and even if you do have insurance, if, if you're you paying 20%, yeah. you're still out thousands of dollars. That's right. And I mean, it's these a, it's deductibles a today in these in these plans, Doctor Mark, yeah. are killing people. Well, they are. They're they're confusing, yeah. and they're it, there's not a, it's not a savings. Yep. You know, it's this it's this calculation. I, I kind of liken it to, you know, Vegas, yep. where it's pretty hard to beat the line in Vegas yep. because they have so many actuaries yep. that are predicting what it's going to be. Right. And the insurance companies every year are making money. Oh, and, and billions. Right. And yep. so it it's going to it doesn't work out to your favor. And, and if you don't, I mean, it, it's easy to say, well, you need to save money. You know, you can't. No. You can't. Well, I mean, people don't have a stash of $10,000 yeah. no. that they can let yeah. sit there. And yeah. then if they do and their air conditioner goes out, what are you going to do? You're going to fix it the air. You got to fix that. It was estimated when they talked about this article that 50% of America couldn't come up with $1,500 in cash at any given time, Dr. Mark. Yeah. 50%, 50% of wow. America. Yeah. $1,500. Yeah. No, I mean, but it's, it's yeah. not, not surprising, Larry. So let's talk about that. You uh-huh. go to the ER. Yep. You know, today, these ER copays are well Big above $250 up to $500. Oh, yeah. You can, but what people yeah. don't understand is you also have a deductible mm-hmm. on top of that $500 copay, right. which you could walk out of there with a five or $10,000 exactly. hospital bill. Exactly. Just yep. for going to the ER. Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. And, and, and now you're just talking about people that have insurance. Yeah. You know, That's there's right. a, there's a good percentage of the population right. that does not have insurance. That's right, about twenty percent. Yeah, so yeah. so you your that medical debt goes all the way across the board from folks that have no insurance yeah. to folks that have it very good insurance, but they but they ha- they run into that debt yeah. and just you know just because you have good insurance doesn't mean you have cash. Yeah, and you know it talked about the fact that medical debt is struggling even among households with health insurance, as you mentioned, but also middle income America. 
is struggling with medical debt, Dr. Mark? No, no question. There's yeah. no question. Because like I say, even even if you're doing all air quote well, yeah. the having free cash sitting somewhere, if you don't have a health savings account, then you're unlikely to have this untouched money that that you can use in an emergency. Now okay. you get you can get financial advice all the time. What do the I forget what they'll the financial advisor tell you that at any moment you should have a certain percentage of your annual income sitting in the bank. Yep. And if you got to use it, you got to you got to restock that first before you do anything else. Right? right? It's good advice, yep. but the reality is yep. people are living paycheck to paycheck exactly. as much now as at any time as ever. And 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 medical percent debt. of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. So what's what's the answer with medical right. debt? I mean, I mean, we can talk about it. We can talk about medical debt. We yep. can talk about student debt. The only legislation, Doctor Mark, that's come down the line in the last couple of years is that now credit bureaus can't put the mark on your credit report for one year. Right. That's really the only legislation other than surprise, no surprise billing. Right, right. Is is there something about uh, not being able to put liens on anything or something like that, some other protection? But, but there, it's the main, there may be yeah, some of that, but the, yeah. But, but the yeah. main the main call is the most recent thing is yep. that they got to wait a year. But let me tell you, let me tell you a yep. story about a year. Okay. Okay. Yep. So, uh, so I got a, got a family who's has a semi-elective operation um, with, you know, the typical outpatients inpatient stay for a day and, and, you know, the, the bills with good insurance. And then the first thing you do when you get home is you get a bill from everybody. And as we've said on the show, don't pay that bill because your insurance hasn't had time to reconcile what's going on there. That's right. So, That's right. and then the other thing that happens is if you, if you go into, go into a hospital and have surgery, Okay, you're going to get a bill from the hospital. You're going to get a bill from the laboratory. You're going to get a bill from the anesthesiologist. anesthesiologist you're going to get a bill. Yep. Uh, so and, you're, and chances are that's a non-contracted anesthesiologist right, exactly. out of network. So, so yep. you got to figure all these things out. Yep. And you can spend the better part of that year going back and forth and yep. not being wrong. That's right. Right? And then you but get you, to that one-year point. Resolved. Well, but that, so, yep. so I've got, got a story just like that where mm-hmm. there was a there was a bill that was going back and forth, and they were communicating with the people, the billers. And, and the billers were saying, yeah, you know what? You're right. We're going to recalculate this. We'll get this out yep. to you. Nothing's happened. Next yep. thing you know, they get an alert that they've been sent to a collection. Exactly. And so, I mean, it's... Well, I'm not and, even on a, sure. And, and it, it's mm-hmm. one day over a year. I guarantee right. you, oh, I one guarantee. day over a year. But see, Dr. Mark, I'm not even sure that these hospital systems are even abiding by that new law. No. They're just firing it out to a collection agency. Then they call you and tell you about it. Right, right, right. Yeah. And so yeah, now yeah. your credit's... Because they can, all, because they can always mark. pull it back. Yeah. They can always pull it back yeah. and say, oh, sorry but about that. But you still damage someone's credit. At that oh, for point, sure. You know? No no question about yeah. it. No, it's, yeah. it's, a very, it's a very bad policy to follow. Yeah. Well, what else we got there, Larry? Okay, let's talk a little bit about uh, the blame game in U.S. healthcare, Dr. Mark. Who's responsible and what's the solution? Okay, well, you're, you're gonna have to you're gonna have yeah, to give me I'm a little. I'm gonna walk little, you through. Yeah, okay, this. good, good, because because the blame uh, game in healthcare altogether yeah. that could take uh, that could well, take us a long time. Well, they taught and, and, write and that's, oh, you can write ten books on yeah. it. Yeah, but the bottom line is this article took the approach that you know who's responsible for rising healthcare costs and chronic conditions exploding in America? The patient. You got it. I knew that. I knew you it. Knew I could, it. You know what? I could tell by the look in your eye, Larry, you that that's where, where you're going. going with this. It right. wasn't going to be the government. Yeah. No, yeah. it's not. It's not the insurance companies. It's not the hospitals. It's the patient, the consumer, not taking care of themselves and making and identifying 
where their chronic illnesses are, mm-hmm. and managing them, Dr. Mark. So I'm just going to start. This is a tough discussion. Yeah. Now, you know that. Now, you know, or, or a yeah. really easy one. Okay. Because okay. if you are living in, in a reality, you know that's the case, and you're not going to move the needle on that. If that's your right. approach into fixing the problems we have in healthcare are people need to be more responsible, yeah. I'm sorry, Larry, it's not going to happen. Because it's not easy enough, yep. and there's not enough motivation. It's not priority. It's it's not yep. a priority, it's right? Not a priority because most people just don't expect yep. that they're going to need healthcare, right? And and, and for, let's for talk good about reason. that for, for a good minute. Reason. You're a physician, Doctor Mark. You know this better than anybody. Yep. What happens in your twenties, thirties, and forties? affects you in your 60s, 70s, sure. and 80s. For sure. But yet people don't even get serious about their health care till they hit 50. There, or to health care coverage, the largest group of people who can afford health care coverage but don't get it are that younger group. That's right. Because they're like, I'm 22. I'm and not it's sick. You know, I'm yeah. Yeah. Oh, not. You know, it's not as cheap as you as it should be when you look at it across the board, yeah. but, but it is. But your but out-of-pocket you costs and everything yeah. are going to be much lower because right. you're not going to have that many health exactly. yeah, experience. Exactly. But but that's the major thought on anyone is nothing's going to happen to me. And, and yeah. all, all I point to is, listen, you could be the healthiest protein-based diet, exercise five times a week, everything perfect, and you got two things that are working against you. One, your genetics, yep. right? So if, that's if, right. And, and two – the trauma injuries from car accidents and other things like that are unpredictable right. and they can right. hit you at any age. That's right. So you can completely take your, your financial future off the tracks by not preparing for something that, that you don't expect. Yeah. Right. A large, but, but people aren't, yeah. we're not changing that Larry. That's right. No one's changing that I thought. Know. No one's but, changing. But I think, you know, we talk about helping build educated healthcare consumers. Sure. And we talk about it all the time. We talk about have a primary care doctor, get a baseline annual wellness visit and know your numbers. Exactly. And what are those four numbers, Dr. Mark? Well, you don't know, you don't put, I'm like taking notes here. So we, we've got our blood, <laughs> blood pressure, pressure, blood sugar, right? Um, cholesterol yep and bmi yep so you, you yep. follow those yep. and and but again i'm not going to i don't want to i don't want to switch tracks here right. that doesn't mean you can have all those things perfect but you still need healthcare that's right. coverage that's right because you that's can't right. plan for the unplanned yeah. events yeah and you right? know and when you talk about the blame game in us healthcare we we talk about the patient needs to take more accountability and that's pretty obvious we've been mm-hmm. talking about it for a while but also there are inefficiencies and access challenges do remain still in healthcare today exactly exactly but there is no denying that the american medicine is at the pinnacle for innovation and scientific progress dr mark it is it's expensive it's i mean expensive. And, and, yeah. but it's important it's extremely yep. important yep. because yep. when you talk to people Okay, let's see. T- talking to people in their seventies, and you know what's a, what's a very common conversation you might have? Somebody who's been in, been taking pretty good care of themselves, but maybe they've got a they got a joint replacement that yeah. they're they're looking towards, yeah. right? So everybody's interested in the same thing. Well, you know these things used to be really tough, Doctor yeah. Mark. Yeah. I mean, are they safe mm-hmm. now? And what's the future? Yeah. And so we need to continue. We're doing a great job with joint replacements right now, yeah. Yeah. but we're going to do better. We're going to have better materials. We're going to have faster recovery. And that's what everybody wants. So now you've got a procedure that's semi-elective. 
if if Larry, if somebody told you we need you need a knee replacement, right. you don't got to have it tomorrow. You know, right. That's so right. so you can put it off. And and what are your main reasons for putting it off? Well, one of them is going to be financial. Yep. Well, you know, you may the look into one, that, and, and you go, like, well, no, I got coverage. It's just a, pure time. Pure, got to take time off. Yeah. So, yeah. what's your recovery going to look like? Right. Uh, pain. You yep. know, how good are we at yep. taking care of the pain? That's right. And and by the way, you're going to give me this new knee. Am I going to need another one in ten years? Because exactly. that's what I used to hear was ten okay. years. I need a new knee. Yeah. So so there, all these things are answered by advances in technology and yep. science. Because we are, we, we continue to get better at treating everything. So, I mean, that, that's, that's really, yeah. really very, very important. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. People flock from all over the world to come to the U.S. We talk about uh, our health care system and how expensive it is. Uh-huh. But when it comes to advanced cancer care, the U.S. is number one. And people come here from all over the world sure. for complex surgical interventions and even gene therapy. Well, we've, I've said this many times yeah. on the show that when, when President Obama said that you know we were the most expensive healthcare system in the world and we weren't the best yep. that I I really took issue with I that I take issue with that because too. I do agree that we're the most expensive because for if you just look at this one thing and we've talked about this before the US market to develop drugs for the world for the world is paid for just by the US sales right so yep. so just looking at Big Pharma alone and saying that their business yep. model is yep. we're going to produce this drug for the world, but yep. we're going to make all the money back on it in the United States right. tells you why we're the most expensive. Exactly. Because exactly. it's not that far off yep. when you look for in the device yep. manufacturing company. That's right. It's if it's a close yep. second to we've got to yep. we've got to if I've needed investors, I gotta show my investors yep. that sales in the United States in the United States yep. are gonna cover the development cost right. or I've got I don't have a game to play. Well in the pharma world, the US funds a hundred percent of the research and development for pharma. Right. In the world. That's what I just said. Yeah. Were you not in listening the, to what yeah, I said? No, I heard you. Yeah, in the whole world. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 So that that is that's a that's crazy. a crazy piece. It right? is, it's absolutely crazy. You know, when we come back, Dr. Mark, we're gonna continue talking about this, but The question I want to ask is, do we as a society think that our health care costs are worth it, Dr. Mark? We'll be right back. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. Navigate the healthcare process like never before. It's Healthcare Now with Dr. Mark and Larry Jones. Join us at 7 o'clock Thursday evenings for a great discussion on all things healthcare. Healthcare Now, Thursday nights at 7, and now Healthcare Now Extra, Saturdays at 11 a.m., only here on The Answer. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. You've got Dr. Mark and Larry Jones in the Healthcare Now studios. We're going to wrap up today's show. And we wanted to start off by saying the U.S. healthcare budget yes. now accounts for 20% of the gross domestic product. GDP. Of all the money we spend, 20% is healthcare. And the, the, the next follow-up there, I mean, is, is, is military, right? That's right. And so... Well, actually, the, I think healthcare is second, second to, to military, yeah, yeah, to defense. Yeah, yeah. And the growth potential of both of those areas is is important. Uh, and when we yeah. talk about you know balancing budgets, it, it's tough, man. When you're when, when the things oh, you yeah. spend most of your money on 
are your health and your safety. Yep. How are we going to cut back, Larry? Because we can't. Good I question. mean, we're not. I mean, that's that's really. I yeah. I feel the resistance. You yeah. know, I'm a, a big a big supporter of the uh, U.S. military, of course. And anytime any any of our uh, commanders and chiefs started talking about cutting things back, we all yep. got very very nervous. Exactly. And then you're going to tell me that I'm going to have a healthier America by spending less money. I don't know, Larry. Yep. You know, it gets it gets yep. pretty complicated. Well, I think it goes back to that question we asked earlier: Do we, as a society, think our health care costs are worth it? Exactly, exactly. And and so, well, you know, I guess a, another way to frame it is: mm-hmm. Okay, we all identify what our personal health care cost is. Are we getting yep. a product that is worth what we're paying? Right. Yeah. And I think if you ask a hundred people that. And we, we said out of those 100 people, a, a significant percentage of those people have mm-hmm. medical debt. Yep. So That's they're, right. they're going to say, no, because obviously I needed the help, but I can't pay for the service yeah. that, that was, I was given. Well, you know, our GDP, if you take the dollars, it would be the seventh largest economy in the world, just our health care system. Of course, yeah. Twice as expensive as the next country on the list. But, you know... In many regards, when we talk about the blame game, people think, seem to think that it's a reflection of inefficiency. It's really not. No. Wouldn't you agree with that, Dr. Mark? Yeah. No, it's not. Well, it's it's inefficient in the model of where some things have to be spent. Yes. But it's not like scientifically or process inefficiency. Um, it's not governmental bureaucracy. Yep. Yep. It's that we spend so much money keeping yep. people – out of lawsuits. That's right. We spend so much money going the extra mile yep. on on saying this drug development or this device development, it's it's ready, except you know what? No, we, we need a little bit more data. We need a little bit more, you know, because we'll see that. We, t- we were talking in the last segment about worldwide things that were a bit different. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the things that's different is it's easier to get medications and devices cleared in other countries yes. than it is in the U.S. Oh, it's FTC. So, so U.S. Tough. Yeah, FDA, yeah. FD, FDA, FTC. Yeah, they, 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 and they're going to say that. Well, we're we're keeping Americans safe, and there is a huge part of that. Yes, but there's also a bureaucracy part. And, and look and, and what happened in the pharma world. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of drugs out there that you could buy from Canada and other places right. that were safe. But our country wouldn't allow it. Right. So there's got to there's got to be the, we got to swing the pendulum a little back to center and and make things yeah. like that come back. I'm not saying yeah. willy nilly, but but at the same time we we saw during the pandemic how quickly the FDA can actually work if it needs to. That's right. And so so there's there's a piece of that. So we we but we did there, see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. there's there's really interesting. Sometimes we well, they do, call uh, it Operation Warp Speed. Yeah, for exactly. the vaccine. For the vaccine. Yeah. Yep. yeah, for the vaccine. And it was a little interesting yeah. because a lot of that work, not a lot, the majority of that work was actually done prior to the pandemic, right? Yep. For for that vaccine. Yep. And the warp speed part was getting just getting it approved, not right. to, not so and much the development. The street, right? the vaccine, so yeah. So yeah, so there's there is there's that piece. Mm-hmm. And then you'll have other folks I mean that that sort of puts us into that political realm as well that we like right. to avoid. Yeah. But at the same time, there is a lot of waste Yes. Which you could say is an inefficiency and fraud. Yep, and yeah. So there, there are things that that make things cost yep. a lot yep. of money. Yep. But go back to the fact that we're carrying the weight of development for the entire world. Exactly. And I can't. I just can't get. I can't get my hands around justifying that. 
I don't either. I mean, it, it yeah. doesn't, doesn't you know, make any I'm, sense. I'm, I'm, pro- I'm probably missing something economically, yeah. uh, but <laughs> but it doesn't make sense that we're not sharing that. Yeah. I mean, it's a little bit. Again, I, I don't want the, the next step is to get right directly into politics, which we won't do. But that's right. But that's right. But that's definitely a piece that could change the game. You mean like NATO paying their? Dang it! You did it anyway. <laughs> you did it anyway. I I didn't even write it down. You did it anyway. You okay. led me there, Doctor. Yeah, I did. I, I thought I took a left turn right before you were going to pay you attention. Did. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. But you know, let's let's talk a little bit about some of the other things that are really going to impact. You know, we've talked about cost. We've talked about blame. Mm-hmm. We've talked about where the health insurance market is going. Let's talk about some of the society issues that are happening. The biggest one right now is the effect on a growing aging population in healthcare, Dr. Mark. Yeah, we hear it all the time. You've yeah. got the baby boomers are aging yeah. out. Um, we know that people's cost in healthcare is greatest in their later years. Yeah. So, you know, it's that first six months, last six months accounts for the vast majority of your healthcare care expenditure in your life. Um, and so, yeah, we're going to have an issue with how are people going to have long term care um, if they can't yep. if they're not living with their families, you know, where are they going to end up yep. and, you know, what yep. financially, how does that model even yep. look? Yeah. Well, you know, they're saying by 2035 and, you know, it is 2024. So you're talking in the next 10 years. One in four Americans are going to be over the age of sixty-five. Doctor, I know Mark. we've been talking about. I mean, this yeah. pre- this, this is not a prediction. I mean, this is this is what's going this to happen. This is what's happening, and we've yeah. been talking about this for a long, long, long time. Yep. And and you know, we think that when you it affects so many things that that oh. whole the we you know we talk a little bit about the the generations, right? Yeah. So we just mentioned the boomers, and really, when you just look at the economic models of the differentiated yep. generations, they're mostly the big difference is, is how many of you are there, right? That's right. So, so in the baby boomers, well, there, were, there are a it. lot 10, of them. 10,000 people a day are aging into Medicare in this country. Because of the, because of the boomers, right? For the right? very thing, yeah. And, and, and they're looking back at the next generation and saying, you guys are lazy. Man, when I was yep. your age, I had three jobs. Well, yep. guess what? When you were their age, the boomers had to fight for their jobs. Yep. Because That's if right. they left a job, somebody else was there to take it, yep. and you didn't get yep. it back. Yep. So, so there are a lot of things in the economy that can be predicted just by the yep. number of people in any given right. set of decades. That's right. And, you know, we talked about accountability and who's to blame. We talked about the, the consumer itself. Well, as these seniors age, and we talked about what happens in your 20s, 30s, and 40s affects you in your 60s, 70s, and 80s, well, uh of Americans over age 65 have at least one chronic condition and 80% have two or more, Dr. Mark. You know, this is, this mirrors financial health. Yes. Because financial health and health uh, are the same. If you plan for them and you start early, working on things over time are so much more effective than trying to fix an emergency. That's right. right. And so we see this. And, and and again, we can go back to the generations of, you know, well, these boomers weren't thinking of their financial health right, as, right. as domestically as, right. as perhaps That's some right. of the younger generation. But these are they go hand in hand, Larry. I mean, it's the same idea. Americans and maybe all people just don't like to plan for something that they don't expect. Yeah. And and that's a big part of healthcare is you need to plan for what's next. And there's a, there's a financial right. plan that links into the health plan as well. That's right. You know, really important. Well, it talks about you know your your four hundred one k or your IRA. Yep. And you plan for that in your early years. The same thing should be happening for your healthcare. Right. 
Right. It's absolutely draws no, a it's, parallel. It, it, it is. And, and because that's, that's going to affect what happens next. Yep. Your financial stability yep. will affect your decisions because you may not have decisions to make. They, right. They're going to get right. made for you if that's you right. have not some, yep. had some financial soundness yep. you know, to, to set things and you up. You know, the second thing from aging is the healthcare response to U.S. workforce. Dr. Mark, the, work, the U.S. workforce is shrinking relative to the population as a whole. Right. <clears throat> and the ratio of working to senior population has decreased from four to one. Right. Back to the baby boomers. There you go. So the baby boomers yep. are, are retiring yep. and, and you know, you know, getting beyond age of work, although we've got a lot of older, you know, some senior citizens that are working to make things happen because, yep. Yep. you know, life, life gave them enough curveballs yep. and not enough planning. That's right. But, but at the same time your workforce that's going to have to support those that just can't work right. is, is shrinking. And, you know, when you turn 65 or 70, it's pretty hard to get a job, too, yeah. unless you've yeah. already got a skill. You don't have any upward yeah. mobility no. if, you, if, you aren't, yeah. if you aren't with one corporation or and just stand with them. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and they start looking at, are you going to tell me that, that these corporations aren't looking at your age and saying, huh, oh. I have to cover their health care, too. Many it's going to get more expensive. Many of these large Fortune 50 companies have a mandatory 65 uh, retirement. retirement. Sure, and sure. all the school boards for teachers, uh-huh. you have to retire at 65. You lay out a year, and you can come back for one year. That's it? That's it. And then that's it. That's the state law. I, di- I didn't realize that, yeah, Larry. Yeah, wow. That's, yeah. that's, that's kind of... You know, I would say that's unfortunate because I'm sure there are a lot of teachers and we're that are short great teachers, teachers. All, yes. over the, all over the state and all over the world. Yeah. You, you just taught me something, Larry. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's maybe, right. Maybe that's something we can uh, we can get get political about and see if we can change that. Well, you know, I spent quite a bit of time on the business board, advisory yeah. board yeah. with Seminole County School right. Board, right? And learned a lot of things in working through that. And I saw teachers. There are a couple of them right now that I know of that retired last year, and now they're coming back for their one more year. Yeah, but that's just one more year. Yeah, just one more I mean, year. I, I don't it. know that yeah. how that helps the system. I'm sure no. there's some, some hidden reasoning behind all that. Yeah. And it's 65. They didn't jump it to 67 nope. like nope. Social Security. Okay. Nope. Wow. That's now, incredible. hopefully they'll, imp- they'll increase that age as the uh, need for teachers increases. Well, you know, I, mean, I would hope so. Yeah, I mean, yeah. but I, I guess it does it have to do with the fact that they make more money, more of a salary over their tenure? Well, it helps to their retirement, uh-huh. but I don't know that they they probably come back in at the same salary right. that they were, which isn't very much. Right. No, it's not. It's not. Very yeah. good. Okay. All you right. Know, what the else last thing I want to yep. talk about because we're closing this out is addressing consumer expectations in healthcare, Dr. Mark. Okay. That is a big conversation. It is. It is because I mean we said in the last segment, um, is our would you consider the health care that you receive worth the money that yep. you pay? And and yep. you know consumers are always looking at that. I think yep. we've we've always looked at health care as being a right. Yeah, uh, and That's people right. feel like you know I should get the b- very best care. It doesn't matter you know who I am, what I yep. do, how much money I make. I should get yep. the same level right. quality of care. And and that's not how it pans yep. out. Um, right. And quite frankly, you can you can come up to a lot of other variables like where do you live, what yep. part of the That's country, right. you know, right. what's the populace that you live in, yep. and it has nothing to do with how much you make or or That's you know right. what your heritage is. It just has to do with where you are, and and healthcare delivery is not the same state to state, county to county. That's it, right. Well, you know, Ameri- the, the survey stated that you know we talk about expectations. Ninety percent of Americans and consumers felt that healthcare is too expensive and they don't get what they pay for. That doesn't surprise me at yeah. all. I mean, I think you could probably ask the same thing. Like, do you think your uh, 
your political decisions are uh, supported there you and you're go, happy back with into them. Politics. I know you started it. You started it. <laughs> I well, did. I tell you, it's been a it's been a great yeah. set of uh, conversations, Larry. Absolutely, uh, glad to be back. Yeah, and, I'm glad uh, to have you I'm going to have to listen to you in April's uh, show yeah. there because I heard it was really great. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Thank you for joining us today on Healthcare Now. To find the answers you are looking for or have a question, you can reach Larry and Dr. Mark by emailing your questions and comments to follow us at healthcarenow.us. And we'll continue our discussion same time next week on navigating our complex healthcare system on Healthcare Now. On Healthcare Now. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.